Welcome to Conway TNT, Conway Then, Now, and Tomorrow. I'm your host, Grant Gordy. And I'm your co-host, Lori Case Melton. Both of our families have been around these parts for at least five generations. Whether you're a native, a newcomer, local, or transplant, we're going to bring community-focused information that you can enjoy. We bask in the glory of our local folklore as well as keep you in the know of what's happening now and what the heck is up in the future. Grant and I are both with First Community Bank and are excited to bring this podcast to you as well as our community-focused style of banking. Welcome to Conway TNT's uh, inaugural podcast. We've got two very distinguished gentlemen that need no introduction from me. But uh, all that being said, uh, for those of you that aren't Conway natives or otherwise, we have the pleasure today of having Mr. Austin Sullivan uh, in studio with us today, along with Mr. David Grimes. And uh, proud to have them here. And uh, I don't know whether guys are a glutton for punishment or think highly enough of us to volunteer to do this, but we greatly appreciate it. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Wampus Cat Sports Hall of Fame uh, with David, and then Austin is going to be a uh, inductee uh, not too long and rightfully so so with that gentlemen I appreciate you uh, both being here today thanks for having us. thanks for having us yeah tell us a little bit about each one of you and you know where you grew up what you do now sure uh, this is David and I was uh, born and raised here in Conway family's been here a long long time my father's family was originally from the Nola area not far from Mount Vernon Lori got neighbors to you That's guys a great place we're it probably is. cousins probably are somewhere down the line <laughs> And then uh, my mother was a Simon. Her, uh, my grandfather uh, was Fritz Simon. He and his brother George owned Simon's Grocery for a long, long time. So we've been here a long, long time, and Conway's a great place. I graduated Conway High School in 1987, and uh, since we're talking sports today, I played football for the Wampus Cats. I will not ever be an inductee of the Wampus Cats Sports Hall of Fame. However, hey, I, but you had a good time. But I had a good time. We, it was a lot of fun. Glad I was a Wampus Cat, and I always will be a Wampus Cat. Austin, what have you been up to? You're a local as well, right? Yes, I am. I was born and raised here in Conway, uh, educated in the Conway School District. Uh, started out at Pine Street Elementary and then went through the Conway School System. Uh, my family are lifelong Conway residents. Uh, my grandfather was a farmer outside of uh, Conway. And uh, I'm married with uh, two children, two grandchildren. Been married for 37 years to a wonderful woman by the name of Dee. Isn't it great? grow up? Where did Dee grow up, Austin? Dee grew up in Southern California. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So what does she think that. of Conway? She was a military brat, so she, she lived, lived in a lot of different places, mm-hmm. but she went graduated high school in Southern California, and she loves Conway. Great. Cool. Well, who doesn't? It amazes <laughs> me. Doesn't? It amazes me. It seems like all roads lead to Conway in one That's way, right. shape, or form. That's right. David, why don't you tell us about why you started the the Hall of Fame. Sure. Because uh, I guess we're in our second year now. That's right. That's right. And what were your thoughts behind it? Well, the idea of having a Hall of Fame for Conway Athletics has been kicked around off and on for, for a while, and it was long overdue. I've been fortunate that I've served on the board of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame for probably close to 20 years now. And so I, I knew how it could be done. I had a blueprint. And so when Clint Ashcraft took over his AD a few years ago. I, I visited with him. I knew he wanted to do some new things and some different things and find some new ways to raise money. And so I went with him and basically, uh, I'm, I'm not too proud to steal a good idea. We took the blueprint and the bylaws and the format for the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame and just whited out Arkansas and put Wampus Cat. And so it, it works virtually the same. And so Clint was on board with the idea and we started to get it rolling from there. 
You, you did what I call R&D, rip off and duplicate. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. There's no such yeah. thing as a new idea. Exactly. <laughs> Very true. Absolutely. How do, you, uh, how do you pick your inductees? Yeah, well, obviously we've got a whole bunch of great folks to pick from. Wampus Cats have been around for over 100 years. Well, actually, next year will be the 100th anniversary of the Wampus Cat. They first called the Wampus Cats in 1921, but Conway High School was playing sports before that, so... Conway Athletics goes back over 100 years. There's a lot of great people out there to pick from. But what we wanted to do is get the Booster Club involved, give them a new new perk for being a member, and try to encourage membership and growth in the Booster Club. So all dues-paying members of the Booster Club each fall are mailed a ballot. We do have a board. We have a Wampus Cat Sports Hall of Fame board. But the board picks up to 40 nominees, sends that list to 40 with a bio to the Booster Club. They vote for their top six, ranked in order. They send it back to the board, we tally it up, and we take the results as the starting point. You know, we want to make sure we have a good diverse class between sports and gender and eras and different things, coaches Can't and players. Can't leave out the chick athletes. Absolutely, because there's a lot of them in Conway that have been fantastic. And so the number, here's a, here's a neat thing, the number one overall vote getter from the Booster Club is automatically in. So they do have a direct say in who gets in. The number one vote getter is the first pick. And so after that, then we take their rankings. And again, we, we, we try to stay as close to the rankings as possible. But again, to ensure we have a good mix of class that will attract a, a good interest, amount of interest and in, in, in participation from the from people coming to the banquet. So they get the first say. And then the Booster Club picks six. We go with six because how many legs are on a Wampus Cat, Grant? Six. Six legs on Wampus Cat. Explain six, what a Wampus Cat is for those who do <laughs> not know. Awesome. The Wampus Cat is a fictional creature with six legs and four more for running and two of them are what, for fighting with all your might? Four to run at the speed of light and two to fight with all its might. Yes, sir. Awesome. Absolutely. And so the first year, though, in class of 2019, because there was such a backlog and it would have been absolutely impossible just to pick six, we did a double class of 12. So we inducted 12 Wampus Cat greats. And while it made for an extremely long banquet, and we're not going to do 12 <laughs> again, um, it was a great time had by all. How fun, how fun. Tell us about the first class. Yeah, we, we inducted, like I said, 12 Wampus Cat greats, and I'll, I'll read you their names and just a little something about each of them. And these are names that, uh, this is just an outstanding class. I, at the banquet, I told people that, uh, you know, most high schools now of any size have a Hall of Fame, and these 12, I told them, I would put these 12 up against any 12 from any high school in the state. If you want to go, you know, person for person. But uh, Marvin Delf, who led the team out of Austin's, led the Wampus Cat state championships in 73 and 74. Went on to become an Arkansas Razorback, uh, twice all Southwest Conference, and it was a member of the famous Triplets, along with uh, Sidney Moncrief and Ron Brewer. And they went to the 1978 NCAA Final Four. Then, of course, Henry Hawk, who's still here locally. A marvelous, most of you guys still live around here. Henry Hawk, uh, All-State Footballer in 1955. Went to UCA, where he was all AIC in football and track. Was a successful coach and has been a world-class distance runner for decades, still setting records in his age group you know, nationally. Uh, Tim Horton, many folks know him. His in-laws are uh, Larry and Hilda Malpica. But Tim uh, was All-State running back for a couple years in the mid-'80s. A teammate of mine at Conway. Played football at Arkansas, and like his father, Harold, he's a coach. He's currently assistant coach at Vanderbilt. He was a track guy, too, oh, wasn't he? big track guy, sprinter. Mm-hmm. Still, really, really may, fast. still may have some, uh, he, yeah, he, he, some records fast. over yeah, there. Yeah, he, he was really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Iskra, who was a classmate of mine, class of 87, uh, one of the greatest distance runners in state history. Uh, helped Conway win state track championships in 86 and 87, a state cross-country title. Uh, she run, she won every event she ever, individual race she ever ran in high school. Um, and she uh, went to Rice on a cross-country scholarship and was an All-American at Rice as a runner. Uh, talking about guys who were fast, Greg Lasker, uh, he 
was part of the 1981 state track track championship team, sprinter. He could do it all, Uh, 100, 200, 400, ran the relays, pretty much any race he won, they they ran, they won. Uh, I think he still owns a record or two. He does. Mm -hmm. I believe he still does. And he went on to play football for the Razorbacks, all Southwest Conference, played in the NFL for a couple years, and won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants in 1987. And he has the ring. And he has the ring. I've seen it. It's very, very nice. Is he the only uh, Super Bowl winner? They ever come through Conway High? Well, uh, through Conway High, however, Elijah Pitts, who yes. went to Pine yes. Street, uh, was a member of the Green Bay Packers on the first two Super Bowls, Super Bowl one and two. He played with the Packers in the sixties under Vince Lombardi. So, but those two guys. What are a cool two. story! Yeah, Does really he still is. have family here? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, he lived in Mayflower and he went to school at Philander Smith. Yeah. Okay. And he was scouted by the Packers at a track meet, mm-hmm. and he was invited to camp, and uh, yeah. it was just like a. Overnight sensation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody you know, knew his, about him back his then. But picture is on the wall of the new walk-ons restaurant. It is. I saw They've that. got all that mm-hmm. sports memorabilia on the back. He's the one I didn't recognize because mm-hmm. he was a little older than me, and I had to take a picture and share it with one of my friends who is a sports know-all. Oh yeah. Uh, from Conway, and mm-hmm. he. Hit it, hit the nail on the head with it. Yeah, absolutely. And then next we had Mike Newhoffel, who was a high school All-American swimmer. He swam for the Razorbacks. He was a 10-time All-American. He was a finalist at the U.S. Olympic Trials and won a silver medal in 1987 at the Pan Am Games in the 50-meter freestyle. Wow. Uh, Mike New uh, was an All-State quarterback in 67. All got some All-American honors too. Uh, All-state basketballer as well in 68. Uh, he signed a football scholarship with Arkansas and then later transferred back to UCA. Uh, J.B. Pendergraf, probably one of the best all-around athletes Conway's ever produced. All-state basketballer, all-state footballer, uh, ran track, was a sprinter. Uh, he was a member of the 1964 Wampus State Football Championship team and went on to sign with the University of Arkansas and then came back to play at UCA. Uh, Lawson Pilgrim, Austin's uh, one of Austin's teammates and great friends. They graduated together. He was an all-state basketballer. Played on two state championship teams, uh, the undefeated 1976 overall championship team. Went on to Hendricks, uh, led them a couple of AIC titles, and was an NAI All-American for them. Ernest Ruppel was a footballer back in the early 60s. He went on to play for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He's quite a character if you know Ernest. He was all Southwest Conference uh, for the Razorbacks. Uh, played in the NFL as well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then he returned in the mid-70s to Conway to coach football for a couple of years. I believe so. he was probably the football coach when you were in he high was, school, wasn't 75 he? and 76 is when he was there. So, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, neat guy. He asked me to go out and play quarterback, and I told him, are well, you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a smart man. No regrets there? No regrets. It worked out fine for you. He had Michael Blakely. Michael Blake was a much better quarterback. Uh, he than was. He was. He's on our radar for induction Sunday. Michael is. Uh, Kenny Smith, uh, football coach from two, 1991 to 2008. He's the longest tenured football coach in Conway history. Also played for the Cats back in the 60s. He was on that 64 championship team as well. He has six conference championships, 13 playoff appearances, a state runner-up uh, appearance, and his 129 wins are the most in school history. Everybody loves Coach Smith. And then Dandra Thomas was an All-State basketball and volleyball player in 1994. She signed to play basketball at Oral Roberts, but then later came home to play basketball and volleyball at UCA. And that was the original double class of 2019. What a great representation, not only male and female athletes, but also across the generations. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's not uh, pigeonholed to, nope. yep. to, to the... Uh, the thens or the nows, so yep. <laughs> absolutely, as it works. Well, Austin, how does it feel to be headlining uh, this upcoming class? Oh, it feels great. I mean, it's an honor to be nominated, and, and then in, 
opportunity to be inducted by your peers. Uh, I mean, I'm basically speechless. Uh, I thank David for starting this because it was long overdue. Certainly. How, how, how did you learn the news of your pending induction? Well, I'm also a board member of the uh, Hall of Fame committee, so uh, I couldn't come to that particular meeting. So I had to uh, go home and pray and wait it out and, and hope Sweat. that they would consider maybe you know doing the right thing. <laughs> sure enough, they did. All right, so I cheated a little bit last night, and I looked on your Facebook page, and I've decided that, okay, how many years has it been? 40 for, since you won this your state championship 76, in high school? was that 30, 30, 30, 40, 45? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you are still heralded <laughs> as the this athlete and people still talk about it to you all the time and say things to you like oh i remember you playing and and of course you went on and played at hendrix and uh, so you were here for people to uh to see um how, how does it feel that this many years later people still want to talk to you about your your high school stardom feel somewhat surreal because, I mean, you know, 44 years later and people can remember specific games and specific <laughs> places and where they were. And as the time goes, the stories get bigger and bigger, yeah, yeah. Get bigger and bigger. And I just go along with it because, you know, people have told me they've seen some things in the games. And I said to myself, that never happened. But, oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So, but, wow. I, mean, I, I think it was a time when, when – Conway's basketball was at its peak, and uh, the it brought the whole community together because you knew where you're going to be every Tuesday and Friday night. Certainly, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whether we were at home or whether we were on the road. Well, I uh, have known a lot of people from that class, and they, um, even though they're not athletes, for example, our mayor, Bart Castleberry, and his wife, you know, when you mention high school, they said, well, you know, we were undefeated that year. I mean, okay, we, all right, the team, you, they didn't play, okay, I don't think Bart was on the team, but... You know, it was a real community, um, and I, I'm from out in the county, but and a little bit younger, but I was a big basketballer, and it was such a big deal to go undefeated. And, you know, I can't imagine what it had been like in the world of Facebook now where, you know, but, but it was just such a big deal to go undefeated and so hard to do. I mean, that's the only team that's ever gone undefeated correctly in uh, basketball. Uh, Austin, in, Austin, in most people's case, the older we get, the better we were. But in yours, you, you actually live up to, the, to, to that height. I appreciate you, Grant, for saying that. I think it would really be difficult in today's uh, age of social media to go undefeated because there's so much pressure and, and the continuity. Each kid has their own Twitter account and each parent you know, goes on there and their friends and, and it seems to be more about the individuals than it is the team. And everyone on our team knew their role. They knew who was supposed to get the ball at certain times and they didn't have a problem with it. But now I think it would really be very difficult. Co- Co- Coach Rupel was begging for you to come out and be the quarterback on the gridiron, but you were the quarterback on the hardwood. I, I was think the that, quarterback on the uh, hardwood and I couldn't throw a football at all, but he didn't know that. He yeah. just thought because I could throw a basketball, a pass a basketball, it would translate, but it, it wouldn't. Clar- clarify something for me. There was a great article in the Log Cabin uh, 
earlier this week, in fact, about your induction along with uh, Coach Graham. But uh, did you play for Coach Taylor at I played all? for Coach Taylor my sophomore year. Okay. Uh, I owe a lot to him because he trusted me as a, about a five foot 630-pound sophomore to be his point guard. And I, I owe a lot to him because uh, – you know, that normally doesn't happen. That's C.D. Taylor, for those that don't know Coach Taylor, and uh, he was still around some 25 years later coaching at Jacksonville. Yes, when we and he's moved back to Conway recently. Outstanding. I'll, I'll brag on Austin a little bit. As a sophomore, he started every game in the 1974 team, led by Marvin Delph as a senior, but Marvin was a sophomore starter point guard, and they went undefeated in the regular season, won the 3A state championship, and lost in that famous game to Fort Smith, Northside, and Ron Brewer in, in the overall. 37 to 32. Yeah, very, very low. I missed the, miss the overall. Missed the overall. They should bring the overall back. But uh, Agreed. again, as, as he mentioned, he was 5'6", 130 pounds, but he, he was good enough as a sophomore to lead that team. Um, and then, of course, as a senior, he and Lawson and a whole bunch of other good guys uh, went on that magical 36-0 run, and they did win the overall, becoming the first lower classification school to win it. Uh, and that's funny that Conway's considered lower classification. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now we're one of the biggest states in, or schools in the state. I had the privilege, and I've heard the argument uh, over over the years that Conway had the greatest team in high school history. The only other comparable or even remotely um, uh, legitimate argument is the team that that powerhouse team out of West Memphis that had the two giants, Michael Cage and Keith Lee. I had the privilege of seeing them in the state finals. Oddly enough, against Conway mm-hmm. and another stellar guard named Willie Cut, but. Uh, Obviously, I defer to Conway being, oh, and, and and the team that the team that you uh, were the tip of the spear for, so to speak, as being the greatest team in Arkansas history. So, well, everything I've heard is like y'all really played as a team. I mean, you had some great players. You had multiple great players, but y'all really played as a unit. Well, we all grew up around each other. Uh, I knew Lawson and TJ and Tony from the first grade. We all grew up in the Pine Street community uh, in that block, within a block of each other. And we played basketball together from the time we were in first and second grade. Uh, We spent a lot of times at each other's houses. We also, you know, played other sports. We played sandlot football, sandlot baseball, uh, but... You know, we defer to the to the hardwood because it was a lot easier to play in the winter and the summertime. But uh, you know, we we were childhood friends, and we've been give us their last friends. names too, so uh, people Tony know. Tony Griffin, TJ is, is uh, Terry Joe Ticey, and Lawson Pilgrim. We also had uh, John Fort as our sixth man. Herman Hammonds, he was a junior when we were all seniors. Uh, we had uh, Cliff Henry was on the team, local attorney here. Stevie Jackson was probably even though he didn't play, was probably would have been probably the greatest overall athlete that ever played at Conway, just a natural talent in all sports. Uh, I played softball against him years later, incredible super lightning fast. individual. Now yeah. owns a he, pest control company yeah, he here in town. two sons that played football for Conway. One of Isaiah, was Steve Isaiah, and, Isaiah Jackson, uh, and Stephen Jr. Stephen Jr. Isaiah was my son's age, so my son always had to go up yes. against him, even when they were three and four. It was like, who is that kid? And that's how I got to know who the real Stevie Jackson was and the, the lore, folklore that came with him. Well, Stevie uh, moved here, I think, when we were in about the fifth grade from uh, Nebraska. And the biggest thing, uh, when the bell rang at recess, who was going to get the middle swing? <laughs> well, when Stevie moved here, it was like, who's going to get the yes. swing beside Because <laughs> there wasn't no contest. Uh, we also had Leroy McClure, uh, Tony Lewis uh, was on the team. Uh, 
I'm trying to think. Clifton Ely. Clifton Ely actually started originally, but he twisted his ankle, and then Herman moved into the lineup. But Clifton originally was the starter for us. That's what I thought. And he was was an underclassman, too. Yes, he was a junior. Uh, He he and Herman were in the same class together. Another tremendous athlete. Mm -hmm. And Herman went on to play for Hendricks. Herman played at Hendricks. Herman was a seven foot high jumper in high school. Yes, I remember that. Uh, Seeing him jump in a track meet. Well, if he would have went to a to the University of Arkansas, another school, and got you know like some professional type coaching, he would have been an Olympic high jumper. Well, between he and Robert Wright, I mean, that's two of the state's legendary high jumpers coming out of Conway. Mm-hmm. Incredible leapers. Herman was the 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 highest jumping individual I've ever seen. He touched. 11-10 running jump. That's almost two feet over the <laughs> rim for a guy that was six foot three. That's dangerous. Oh my gosh, he was only wow. six foot three? Six foot three. I guess I assumed he was taller than that. No. This is an indictment, is not an indictment on your age, Austin. I do not remember you playing in high school, but I do remember you and Herman and Lawson and, and the like playing at Hendricks. And, uh, is Herman a lot nicer guy than he appears? He always had a, he always was mean mugging on the court. He looked like he had oh, a Herman, rough disposition. Uh, oh, Herman just uh, tempered. Good as gold. Now, now, if you'd have said Tony Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony only a, played with us one year. It was a competitive fire coming out of Herman. Oh, yeah. no. Herman, he, was, he was letting the competition yeah, have it. Yeah, no, Herman's a great teddy bear. That's awesome. Well, along those lines, I jumped the shark a little bit. In addition to, to Austin being inducted in uh, this year's uh, class, David, run down who the other inductees Yeah, absolutely. Well, one more, a couple more things on Austin. That senior year in 76, when we won it all, the Arkansas Democrat named him the state player of the year out of everybody. It's pretty impressive. Uh, also at Hendricks, he didn't miss a beat. He's a member of their Sports Hall of Honor as well, so incredible career. Continued on at Hendricks. But we also have, as you kind of mentioned, uh, his coach, Joe Graham. He was a coach from, uh, actually started junior high, coached you guys at junior high, didn't he? They moved yes, up with you guys when C.D. Taylor moved on. So Coach Graham stayed around until 2000. Well, I have a tidbit, you know, like, kind of like everything le- uh, leads to something uh-huh. to locals. Joe Graham's mother, Rose June, was my teacher at Mount Vernon from 7th grade to 12th grade, one of my favorite all-time teachers, <laughs> Rose June right. Graham. So she would come to class and give us – so I was from Mount Vernon, but I knew the day-to-day activities <laughs> because I, in the in the 76 year, I was in 7th grade, she gave us the play-by-play of all the ball games. So I knew all of you guys' names, even though I was way out there. That's great. Because back then, that used to be way out there. Now it's oh, no yeah. big deal. So she was basically the Twitter of the day. <laughs> she was, yes, yeah. that's right. Very good. Um, Joe also coached the boys' uh, golf team. They won two state championships, and he's been inducted into the Arkansas High School Coaches Hall of Fame. Then we've got another coach, Raymond Bright, who coached back in the 50s, won three state track championships in the 50s, also coached football, later coached football and track at UCA, and he's actually a member of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. That's what a distinguished career he had overall. Justin Hargis was an all-state footballer and baseball player in the 90s, also played basketball. He was the quarterback and safety starter for both of those when the Wampus Cats in 1993 when they lost the state final game. They got a state runner-up finish. Also uh, played baseball and led them to two runner-up finishes. He went on to UCA where he played both baseball and football and just another tremendous overall athlete. Rick Kersey. Ricky Kersey was another, me- another member of that 1964 state championship football team. He went on to play for the Razorbacks. He was a defensive end. He played in the late 60s and played in that famous big shootout game against the Longhorns. Oh. 
uh, when 69. the president showed exactly. up. Exactly. He was all Southwest yeah. Conference that year, and actually he was named to the Razorback All-Decade Team of the 60s. And given what a great period of success that was for Razorbacks in the 60s, that's an even doubly good honor that he was he was named to their All-Decade Team in the 1960s. And then we'll finish up with Mary Michael Maggio, a more recent inductee or more, more recent graduate from Conway High, four years All-State golfer, state overall medalist in 2006 and 2007. Here's a stat I love. She played 42 high school matches. She won 37 of them, and the other five she was runner-up. Pretty dominant. That's pretty dominant. Pretty and dominant. starting probably in the ninth grade. It's starting in the ninth grade. That's right. Uh, she played golf at A&M, Texas A&M. And uh, when she was a junior, she won the Big 12 Championship in 2012. And now she works in their golf uh, department there at the college. And so that's our six members of the class of 2020. What a great class. And you, you brought up a statistic. And one thing that jumped out at me about that article, Austin, that you all only lost 11 games from junior high to high school. So when you were wearing the blue and white, representing Conway, talk about two legs to fight with all your might. Y'all only lost 11 games from the seventh grade on. That's impressive. And speaking of the continuity of you and your teammates, you know, uh, coming up together, for lack of a better term, that's uh, that's impressive. Well, one of the reasons we didn't lose very many games was because on the road games, uh, if you lost, you couldn't talk on the bus on the way back. <laughs> and uh, some of those road trips were it was long. a long time getting back. And anyone who knows me knows I like to talk. <laughs> There's an old uh, wives' tale going around that uh, I think Coach Coy Glover was all assistant. And uh, is that is that true? Yes. I heard it told one time, and I think it was from Coach Graham that he said that uh, he was the. Uh, that Coy Glover, as the assistant, was the chief transportation specialist, and that Coach Graham was the chief, uh, chief nutritionist. He just had to get y'all there and make sure you're well fed. And <laughs> say we're wearing blue tonight, boys. But uh, all that being said, that's certainly not taking anything away from uh, Coach Graham. Great coach, iconic coach. You had the privilege of playing not only for him, but then upon graduation, playing for another legend in the coaching ranks here in Arkansas, and Cliff Garrison at Henry. Coach Garrison is probably one of well, he was one of the best coaches ever played for, but he's a much better individual. I mean, just a genuine individual who cares about not only the athletic achievements of his players, but also the academic. I mean, at one time of all the athletes that he had that played for him, he had like a 99.9% graduation rate. Wow, from Hendricks. From Hendricks. <laughs> you know, we, we used to, to, to make jokes because... He would get your midterm grades before you did. Oh. And so if there was any problems, he could correct them. And, and, and no one wanted to go in there and listen to Coach Garrison lecture them. So you did your homework so you and you studied. Homework. Well, that's awesome. And what a great opportunity to have a Hendricks degree, you know. Uh, you get to carry that with you, too. You know, you got your, yeah. I, was it sponsored? Did you get scholarships back then? Yes, yes, we got scholarships. Because, uh, you know, different times well, have Hendrix, changed with yeah, that. Hendricks uh, went non went They went Division, Division three, three non-scholarship several yeah. years back. Yeah. But, mm, 91. Yeah, and at that time they were... Uh, one of the most expensive schools in the state, I think, uh, tuition room and board is about six, $7,000 a year, which is probably, you know, pretty much what they charge for parking tickets over there now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> beautiful, uh, beautiful facility now, but I've got to be honest, I miss Grove. I miss Grove. No, no atmosphere was like, 
especially when you see. I like, miss the gym of growth. Yes. I don't miss the locker rooms of the towers. <laughs> <laughs> you say behind the curtain. Well, it's yeah. not, well, not a, the atmosphere, though, especially when UCA would make the pilgrimage across town, was second to none. You had yeah. to get there at 5 o'clock for to a, get a seat. 7 o'clock tip. Very so, great time. Give us your number one highlight. So say, okay, the the one that's real, not the that, not the stretch truce <laughs> that we just talked about, though. That one play, what what was it? The one play my senior year that probably propelled us to get to where we were. We were playing Little Rock Parkview. Little Rock Parkview were a 4A school and we were a 3A school. And it was a very close game. I think we ended up winning by five. What We were up about two points with probably a minute, a little over a minute to go. And T.J. Ticey made a steal and went in for the layup. And that kind of propelled us because uh, we... You know, people say, well, how do you go 36-0? and Well, you don't go 36-0. and You go 1-0 and and 2-0 and and 3-0. and And with a lot of luck and a lot of hard work, you may get to 36-0. and But if you don't get to 1-0, and you can't get to 36-0. That's right. And so that feel that he made really sticks out in my mind, first and foremost. And then the game against Blytheville in the state tournament. They were number two in the state and we were number one. Uh, I think we were both undefeated and we beat them overwhelmingly. You until thumped they said uncle. You, you yeah. thumped him. You know, we made them you say removed, uncle. You removed all doubt. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, removed all the best team in the state was. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Hey, Grant, tell us that story uh, about your dad. Yeah, dad tells a famous story when he first met Austin. Dad was a college athlete and I think they were at Grove and they had odd numbers. And anyone that knows, you know, you're playing pickup games, you need to even just to round the teams out. And uh, I'm saying this just because of Austin's age at the time. Uh, Dad recalls that he, there was a young kid on the other end of the court, and uh, Austin already alluded to his stature as a sophomore, so this was that many years earlier, and that they needed uh, another individual or player to round out the team. And someone in the group said, I don't, we don't want to hurt that young man. And uh, they said, I will get, we'll give him a chance. <laughs> And uh, so they went down and uh, asked Austin if he'd like to play and join uh, in to round out the teams. And Dad said that Austin proceeded to turn them inside and out. Uh, and that was his introduction to uh, a young Austin Sullivan at the time. That's a great yeah. story. I love it. But uh, speaking of uh, stringing wins together, I know with, with the, the current uh, climate, for lack of a better term, with respect to COVID-19, uh, and sports essentially being on hiatus. I know uh, I found a lot of solace in watching The Last Dance and uh, just getting sort of that sports fix, as it were, and speaking of dominant teams. I, I'm just curious if either of you watched the watched the series. I watched the, the whole thing, and I, I watched the uh, R-rated version. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, the right. I watched I it did too. and <laughs> taped it. I did too. And one of the... <laughs> Where I could kick myself was I lived in Southern California when Michael Jordan, they were playing in the Olympics in L.A. And I had opportunities to go watch them because Joe Klein was on the team mm -hmm. and I didn't go. Oh. I mean, they were 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour from me yeah. and I could have went and seen Eric Jordan play. Well, that's kind of – I was – uh, in school when Scotty Pippen played at UCA and you know I'd gotten wind of this guy and I popped over and, and I saw him several times but I look back and go, now that I know what he ended up being yeah. I should have never missed a game That's you right. know I should have never missed one of his games. Well the, the most incredible thing about the Scottie Pippen story is that he grew from 6'1 to about 6'8. Yes. Mm -hmm. In one year. Because mm -hmm. not to take anything away but if he would have remained 6'1 
yeah. there would have been no Scotty Pippen story. No. Uh-huh. But you take any individual and you give them six or seven more inches of height and probably a foot of arm span. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you turn someone into a monster. I mean, Austin Wilk, you could have done it six eight. Think right. about that. <laughs> well, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Be someplace tropical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says we would. Austin says we wouldn't be able to reach you. Or your yeah, hey, you'd be able, able to reach me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. We'd be, do, we'd be doing this from the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Here. Y'all would we'd come be down. Yeah, we, so I come down. We'd be on my yacht. Okay. All right. Well. Dude, I know, and I know I'm not supposed to beat the table, but that deserved to beat the table there. Okay. How about um, David? Tell us about the change in the banquet sure. this year. A model had been starting last year was to do it in May towards the end of school, but and we had one scheduled for May of 2020, but however, COVID kicked that to the curb. And so we do not want to double up again next year with 12 because it would goes on too long. So we are going to attempt to have something this fall. And actually just this week, we've nailed some things down so you get the uh, scoop here. Our plan now is to have our induction banquet on campus at Conway High on the Friday, the second home football game, Friday, September 4th, and we'll, we'll, we'll flesh out the details, but basically it'll be, you know, a 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock reception. Last year, the reception was the most fun part because people had seen each other who hadn't seen each other in years, guys caught up, it was fantastic. So we'll have a, you know, about an hour reception. Uh, we'll start the program at 6. We'll have to be mindful there's a football game. So Austin, keep your speech under 20 minutes, okay? <laughs> Um, so we'll keep the speeches short. But anyway, we'll have a great time. We'll, we'll, the point is to honor these individuals, let them celebrate with their family and friends and teammates, and we will get that accomplished. So again, mark your calendars for tentatively, if the world gets back in order, February, I'm sorry, Friday, September 4th. All right, David, I have one question for you. So when you picked your initial class of 12 and you said the Booster Club got one pick, right. can you... Can you reveal who the number one player of possibly all time? Unfortunately, I cannot. We we we've chosen oh, not to. Man. We've chosen. I can't not give you that scoop. We've chosen not to not to do that. We want them all to be equal, and they are. And um, so. All right. I'm gonna then. I'm gonna put him. <laughs> well, who do you think's the greatest? Wampus cat athlete of all time. Greatest basketball player? Well, athlete all around. Wow. That's a big statement. Man. Well, he's thinking, let me give a caveat. There, you, people might wonder where some names they're familiar with recently are. There's a waiting period. Because there's such a backlog, we want to get some of these older yes. folks while they're still around. Plus, we want it to be more meaningful. And honestly, for a 19-year-old sophomore in college who had a great Conway High career, it's not going to mean as much. Right. We want to give a little waiting period. So there's, there's a waiting period to, for to induction. Peyton Hills is exactly, your, your exactly. They'll, they'll have their day, but it's yeah. just not today. I also want to speak up from the girl side. Um, I know that Conway basketball for girls did not start until 1980, I believe, right. was their first class. Right. So when you go, oh, well, there's not any older, not a, right. a tremendous amount of the basketball players represented. They didn't have a team. And right. I, I, I remember personally going to a camp and getting – recruited to move to Conway uh, to play for, and I'm 50-something, so names are having a hard time, Bill Clements. Bill Clements, yeah. And uh, he was starting his first team, and he was like, why don't you just move up the road a little ways and come play for me? And uh, I I didn't, it it didn't grasp, I didn't grasp at the time that that was the first team. Yeah. 
um, because, you know, I'm from a little town and that's all we had, you know, that's all, it was basketball. So we played that all the time. And, and um, so there, and and other sports, you know, thank you, Title IX, to uh, bring girls sports up to where it is. Yeah, going forward, we're going to have a lot of fun because now you've got so many more sports Boys and girls, soccer, softball, wrestling, things you never even thought about when we were in school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lori, can I give you male and female? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, Male would be Greg Lasker. Okay. And female would be Dandra Thomas. Okay. I would 100% agree with you as far as the ones I know. Got to see... Both of them in action. I think those are those are unbelievable choices. Yeah, I'll give you no argument there. I would well, agree. They, Greg was a three-sport star, and Dandra was two, at mm-hmm. least two, uh, track and volleyball, volleyball. and basketball. And I know she, well, I know she, she was, was a three-sport three. star. She was all she was yes, all state in basketball right. and volleyball, but right. also ran track. Plus, she sung the national anthem. That's right. And, she was and one beauty review. She was beauty yes. queen. She would sing yes. the national anthem so the greatest, So the overwhelming greatest athlete in Conway history would be Dandra Thomas, the late, great Dandra Let Thomas. Let me give you a quick story on Greg Lasker. He was a freshman at U of A in 82. He played football in fall of 82, I believe, or maybe in 81. And so... It was 82. Okay, 82. And so the spring football workouts then with Coach Lou Holtz in spring of 83, he was he was working out spring football. Well, everybody's heard of John McDonald, the head track coach at U of A. He was short a 400-meter runner for a relay on two or three different occasions. So he walked the practice field, grabbed Lasker, who hadn't run track since high school, plugged him in, and didn't miss a beat. They won the races he competed in, and then he just went back to the offseason football. That, that's how good he was, how fast he was. Well, and he still looks like he could. He still looks like he could Like he could go, uh, yeah. for he, sure. He play football, he could play basketball, run track, but his golf game is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Next time I see him, Austin, I'm going to remind him. Well, I have to yeah. admit, I, I picked him up for a foursome uh, and was surprised. I was like, but now he was still very serious, very serious and very competitive. Uh, but very, very, uh, look like Barkley, very slow. (laughs) (laughs) So, what about your golf game? My golf game is good, all right. It's a lot of time, really good because I got my eye fixed. Oh, you can see the ball now, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, guys, this has been fantastic. I can't thank y'all enough for being our initial guests on the Conway TNT. I could do this all day, it's been a lot of fun, but uh, well, you'd have to serve lunch if you did. (laughs) (laughs) Moreover, though, I want to thank y'all above and beyond uh, coming in today for what y'all have done for the community both uh, from a civic perspective and then also certainly founding uh, you know the Hall of Fame David and then just being the representative that you've been not only to the community but to yourself and your family Austin uh, I consider it a privilege to be y'all's friend and uh, thank y'all again for coming in today. Thanks yeah, for thank having us. You bet. Thanks for listening to Conway TNT today. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, send us an email at conwaytntpodcast at gmail.com or drop by to see us at 1089 Front Street here at First Community Bank. I'm Grant Gordy. And I'm Lori K. Smelton. We cared about Conway then. We care about Conway now. And we will certainly care about Conway tomorrow. Until then. Hey!